the shooter in Uvalde is reported to have purchased 1,600 rounds of ammo for his guns. With $100 tax uh, per bullet, his minimum cost would have been $160,000. He goes on and on about this, but he finds, um, finally winds up and says, God did not give man an inalienable personal right to own guns, and most certainly if he did, there would have been a list of regulatory commandments starting out with the common phrase, thou shalt not. What do you think? Tax ammunition? Well, as an old old saying from Supreme Court opinions, the power to tax is the power to destroy. All this gentleman is talking about is a gun ban by a different name and a different approach. So um, if you tax ammunition, then people can't practice. And if you can't practice, you can't be competent. Do you want incompetent people running around with guns? No, you don't. Uh, Brenda Tate writes, uh, I absolutely love your guest. Other than Ron Layton, he is the most sensible person I've heard discuss the issue. I've been talking about holding the purchaser responsible for a long time. Thank you. Hold the purchaser responsible. What do you think? I, I think she meant the seller. Uh, the purchaser would be the 18-year-old who... Yeah. He's dead. How do you hold him responsible? Well, I'm only reading um, what she wrote, so should we hold a right. seller responsible? I, I, I think she misspoke. I okay. think she probably misspoke. But, you know, it, you have to, the person who gives the 18-year-old the gun knows the 18-year-old better than you or I or the police or anybody else. They know who they're dealing with. They're face-to-face. -face. They have to think twice. And knowing that if anything goes wrong, they're on the hook will make them think twice. That sounds... Again, I'm not controlling the gun. I'm controlling the individual distributing the gun. All right, let's go to the phones. Joe on the road, what's your question or comment? Quickly, please. Well, I'm wondering if I'm the only one that sees the irony in that they don't even trust teachers to select their own curriculum or pick books from the library, and now they want them packing heat? There's got to be something wrong with that picture. <laughs> Uh, that's a good one, Joe. Thank you. Peter Georgiades is our guest, Executive Director of FIRE. It's an acronym that stands for Firearms Instruction Research and Education. He's also an attorney and a firearm instructor. Uh, Peter, um, on my Facebook page, Susan writes, License? If I own a toy poodle, I have to have a license. What do you think? Well, it's, it's much different. There's no constitutional right to own a toy poodle. So you have to be much more careful with the kinds of restrictions that you impose on uh, firearms ownership. But you look, it's always going to be a matter of degree. These are dangerous things, and it, it just doesn't seem to me to be reasonable to say that even though they're dangerous things, you can let any drooling idiot use one without showing that they know how, that they understand the danger, and that they're responsible citizens. So instruction is important. If if I get a license, I didn't, when I got my concealed carry license, all I had to do was say I wanted it for self-protection, but I should have had to undergo in Pennsylvania a, a course in firearms. No, there. Well, when you say should have, the law does not require that in yeah, Pennsylvania. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. And, I and didn't have to do states, it. There's a push that you don't even require a license to carry concealed. They don't even know who you are. Yeah, I know Georgia. Georgia's uh, pushing toward that. 
Well, half the states now are in that situation. The NRA claims that as one of its major victories, legislative victories. Is that a good idea? And what do you think of the NRA? Well, two different questions. One, it's a bad idea because, as I said, uh, you know, we don't let people operate motor vehicles without showing that you know how. Why would you allow somebody to operate an auto-loading rifle without showing that you know how? Uh, you're not born knowing how, so you've got to learn somewhere. Uh, and the NRA, I think the function of the NRA is to earn money for the NRA. Mm. Okay. Uh, they, play, they play to a constituency, and if you read their monthly magazine, which I do, it's at least two or three articles every single issue about how they're about to take all our guns away. It's a dire situation. We stand between you and oblivion. Send us money. All right. Well, there are tons of people who want to talk to you, but we're out of time. What would you leave us with, Peter? Really, I will take whatever time is necessary to talk to anyone who's looking for solutions because I don't have them and they don't have them, and maybe together we can get there. I don't have two seconds to argue with anybody over this anymore. If you're here to argue, you're wasting my time. You're part of the problem, not part of the solution. All right. Uh, well put. Thank you, Peter Georgiades, Executive Director of FIRE. We appreciate your time, sir. Good to talk to you as always. All right. All right, it's time for news at the top of the hour now with Melinda Rota. This is 100.1 FM and AM 1020, KDKA. Pittsburgh's news, weather, and traffic station. News Radio, KDKA. It's 84 degrees at 1 o'clock. I'm Melinda Roeder. Police have arrested a man accused of shooting at two Pittsburgh Environmental Services employees this month. 37-year-old Henry Rainey was taken into custody in Stowe Township. Officers responded to the 500 block of Ferrywood Street on May 23rd and found a city collection truck hit by gunfire. The employees were not hurt. Rainey faces several charges, including aggravated assault and reckless endangerment. Governor Tom Wolf is calling on state legislators to pass legislation to prevent gun violence. On the News Radio KDKA Morning Show, Wolf outlined what he called four common sense measures that would help cut down the number of shootings in the state. We have background checks for, for people who get a gun, but there are loopholes in it, so plug those loopholes. Second thing is, if you have a gun and it's lost or stolen, report it within 72 hours. That seems to be common sense. If you have guns, store them safely so that, that they don't get in the hands of somebody who really doesn't know how to handle them. And then if you're a danger to yourself or someone else, let's pass some red flag laws. Governor Wolf says that 90% of Pennsylvanians support such laws. Chris? Melinda, this just in, according to the AP, sheriff's deputies in Florida have arrested a 10-year-old fifth-grade student accused of threatening to shoot up a school. Mm -hmm. You know, I think, sadly, we hear about these from time to time, bomb threats that are called in or somebody, you know, makes a list and when we hear about that. And it makes you wonder if a 10-year-old even has the wherewithal to understand what's really going on. Shocking news, though, for sure. I, I think you're exactly right about that, but no threat can go unrecognized mm -hmm. Of course, or yeah. Unnoticed, no, police right? take it all seriously. Yeah. School administrators do. They have to. According to WINK, uh, the 10-year-old was lodged in juvenile detention after the threat, which was made against Patriot Elementary in Cape Coral. According to the arrest report, the boy texted someone pictures of cash and four 
AR-15 rifles with the message, get ready for water day. Hmm. It's a nerve-wracking, it's nerve-wracking to know that a 10-year-old uh, or 11-year-old would think of something like that, but my thoughts are, you know, like what was he really thinking, said Jillian Hensley, a Patriot Elementary parent. David Thomas, a mental health expert with the Florida Gulf Coast University, said the boy likely made the threat because he wanted attention. So the question the state is going to have to figure out is, is he competent? Or does it say he really doesn't rise to the level of being able to make these decisions? Uh, that makes me wonder what you think. These threats, as Melinda and I just discussed, have to be taken seriously by the police, by school authorities, and everyone else. Uh, is this boy just crying for attention? Is he competent? Uh, does it really rise to the level of being able to make those decisions and carry out the threat? In a social media post, Lee County Sheriff Carmen Marcino uh, called the students' behavior sickening, especially after the recent tragedy in Vivaldi, Texas. Mm. What do you think? Let's go to the phones. We'll go to California. David in San Francisco. You're on KDK. Hey, thanks, Chris. Uh, it sounded like your previous guest was kind of getting to my point. Uh, you know, I used to sell advertising, and a big part of advertising is tricking uh, people into buying things. Uh, women, you trick women into buying makeup, you know, telling them they'll never get love unless they buy that kind of makeup. You sell cars by tricking guys into saying, if you don't buy this kind of car, you won't be cool. And in the case of guns, the uh, the advertising of them is basically marketed toward paranoids, and that paranoids need to have more and more protection in order to uh, uh, survive. Well, I think you're right about that. I saw a report on CBS Sunday morning where they looked at the advertising and they and they were saying, "Now nah, you have your man card," and they were showing pictures of AR-15 style rifles. This one was a Bushmaster. Um, but they kept saying, you have your man card. I right. think they make that kind of testosterone-fueled uh, approach to men. Right, yeah. And then the second thing is, you were talking about that 10-year-old, uh, the gun manufacturers have been not only targeting, but manufacturing guns for kids. Little pink guns for girls, uh, pink submachine guns uh, for girls. Uh, and so when the question came up, as you were describing the incident about the 10-year-old, uh, was he carrying, uh, you know, AR-15s that were the size of, of his body build so that uh, he actually could do some damage with, uh, with those manufactured guns? Every threat has to be taken seriously. Thank you, sir. Sure, sure. Stay safe. All right, you too. Back to the phones we go to California again. And Ron in Hamilton Fields, you're on Kitty K. Yeah, thank you. Um, that report I hadn't heard before I called in, but it was in the subject I was calling about. Uh, I spent uh, over 20 years in service with mental health and uh, 10 years as a court-appointed conservator and volunteer all time. Uh, and children, I focused on recently with the uh, Hope and Beyond Project, we work for service projects, and they focused on bullying. And I had in discussion about bullying and the relationship to mental health 
in the hidden factor of mental health with young people. Specifically now, the general leader are talking about the anxiety of young people and uh, the, the point of uh, externalizing that anxiety or internalizing it. And one could be self uh, Afflicting, and the other could be basically a blame game and going out there and building that anxiety over time. And when you're talking about a child of 10 years old and in that development stage being promoted, as you talked about advertising uh, uh, manhood, uh, what, what does a child seek? What does a 10-year-old look at? Looks at a 13 or 14-year-old, 14-year-old looks at where, where is it a Is it a cry for help or, or, or a cry for attention or something else? It's, it's both. It's both, and it's uh, maybe unconscious uh, uh, that is magnified by uh, conscious biases being promoted in the mind of, of a developing person. I'm wondering. So, do you blame our media for that? Do you blame the reporting on on events like Vivaldi? Well, Vivaldi. I don't have a blame here. What I'm talking about is all input may not pass through the person and may be lodged into an accumulative factor, mentally or even physically. If you're talking about other toxins. Okay. Thank you very much. On my Facebook page, Dean posted, This gun violence problem used to be solved back in the 1990s. President Clinton signed the semi-automatic assault weapons ban in 1994. Total annual gun murders dropped 40% in five years. Bush Jr. let the assault weapons ban expire in 2004. Gun murders per year have doubled since then. Let's go to Jack and Dorma. Jack, you on KDK. Sitting on my porch eating some sweet cherries. <laughs> <laughs> Where did you find sweet cherries? All the ones I bought so far have been have not been sweet. Shop and save. My wife got them uh, two days ago. They're the best cherries I ever eat. Okay, thank you. Hey, uh, what's on your uh, mind? I'm not a gun owner. Well, I've actually been to Uvalde. I lived in Texas 15 years. Well, the joke down there is you get pulled over for speeding. The cop asks you where your gun is. Doesn't ask you if you have one. Because <laughs> everybody one, in Texas has one, huh? Well, if you don't have one, they issue you one so you can buy your own. <laughs> no, like, I, I'm, I'm not real quick. Like I said, I'm not a gun owner. I had a shotgun when I was a kid. I'm older now. But uh, uh, I think it's the Israeli army for sure, the Swedish army, and maybe Norway. When you serve, when you, when you get out, you take your weapon with you home. Because you know they're they're worried about Russia, you know Israel, Israel and Palestine, so they're they're the most heavily armed societies there are. So and there's still plenty of violence there. Maybe not well, Sweden, but but certainly in Israel. Yeah, yeah, but I, I, I know you're actually required, to, you know, to keep that weapon with you because you could be called up at any time. Mm. But as as far as Clinton, he didn't ban semi-automatic weapons. He he banned certain types. I think it was based on the length of the barrel. But uh, th that's the problem. Nobody can define an assault weapon. They look scary with the with them flash suppressors and everything. But some of those ARs, they're only shooting twenty two. So that's a little bit I know. I tried to add it in there. All right, thank you, Jack. Enjoy your yeah. cherries. Yeah, I am. Okay, bye. I think I'll stop by <laughs> after the show if you haven't eaten them all. All right, CJ says on my uh, Facebook page, Ed Chris Moore, think your weapons will protect you against the government? Nope. You'll drop them and run. Electromagnetic, electromagnetic weapons offer the advantage of scalability from microwaves that heat the skin of the target. 
the potential for such weapons, which could disable an enemy's ability to fight without killing or wounding anyone, especially nearby civilians, has made their creation and deployment a major goal. ADS is now a low-average power microwave system designed to penetrate the skin to a depth of 1 64th of an inch, about the thickness of three sheets of paper. It has been compared to feeling the blast of heat that comes from opening a hot oven. Using, used against ground forces or armed mobs, it would force them to disperse or retreat. The ADS is safe and doesn't cause any harm, but it will get your attention, says Mary Lou Robinson, High Power Electromagnetics Division Chief at the Air Force Research Laboratory at Kirkland Air Force Base. Yeah, they've got all sorts of weapons out there now. Um, I don't know if you if you can fight the government, to tell you the truth. You, you're going to be outnumbered and outgunned. All right, back to the phones we go. Uh, John in Ross Township, you're on KDK. Yeah, thank you for taking my call. There are two comments. One about Colt Firearms, who manufactures the AR. $270 million in revenue last year. And who knows how much they've made in the years past. And I feel that Colt Firearms is a big responsibility of this for profit. My other comment is, did, did the government allow Colt Firearms? It, the government is, should be responsible, too for the profit that Colt's making on these ARs. Well, I, they have passed some amendment. I, I'm trying to remember which one it is, uh, where you can't sue the manufacturer uh, of these weapons when a product is misused. Um, uh, it hasn't stopped people from suing. Uh, I just read of a case uh, in the Sandy Hook case where on behalf of nine uh, other plaintiffs, uh, they sued Remington uh, and won, but then Remington declared bankruptcy. So I don't know if they're going to get the 70-some million dollars that they, they won in the lawsuit. Uh, let's go to Jim in Wexford. What's going on, brother? Oh, nothing, brother. Just listen to your uh, conversation and the last uh, conversations over last weekend and stuff like that about gun control, this, that, and the other thing. Politicians, if there's some young people out there, college students, and you really want to get into a summer project, just pick one legislator, okay? Be it Mitch McConnell, be it Cruz, be it Nancy Pelosi, okay? Uh, Jim Jordan from Ohio. Just pick one out, okay? And see their connections, okay, to the bills and everything else that they, they pass and that they, you know, present and they organize and, you know, um, originate. And I guarantee you, okay, that most of the things that they write as bills and they come back and they get something from that. Either their kids are working for that company. Take Mitt, Mitt and Romney. He has five boys, right? None of them ever served in the service. Okay. Duh. Imagine that. But, <laughs> um, you know, he's with the NRA, you know, he's with the gun companies. It'd be interesting to see where his five graduates from school. Okay. are working now and what they're doing. And what connection? And did, you know, the gun companies or the NRA or anything like that, you know, pay for their education through an internship or something like that? Okay, it's corrupt. It's, it's, it's a joke. And look at Mitch McConnell. You know, you know the connection there. His wife's the big wig with uh, China. She has most of the shipping, this, that, other thing. Yeah, her, her father is a shipping magnet. Uh, 
Yeah. In China. Mm-hmm. And how much legislation do you think he proposed to, you know, come his way and make millions of dollars off it, just like Pelosi just did? Okay. It's it's corrupt. And, you know, you feel sorry for the people that, you know, that, 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 that think that they could change something. You're not going to change anything in this country anymore with these politicians. Uh, Jim, uh, those are good comments. I got to get to traffic, okay? All right, brother. All right, thank you, brother. Peace. All right, I I really wonder what you think of these Chief Justice's remarks, particularly uh, Mr. Scalia, who has got to be just one of the most conservative justices that ever existed. He says, like most rights, the Second Amendment is not unlimited. It is not a right to keep and carry any weapon whatsoever in a manner whatsoever and for whatever purpose. And also, former Chief Justice Warren Burger said uh, that the uh, gun lobby's interpretation of the Second Amendment is one of the greatest pieces of fraud, I repeat, fraud, on the American people by special interest groups. Hi. Mike in Wexford, you're on Kitty Gay. Good afternoon, sir. Hi. I, I, very briefly, hundreds of millions of Americans legally own weapons, don't bother anybody, are respectful and prudent with them. And I can't believe I'm even thinking this, let alone calling your show and stating it. But I would be in favor of the President of the United States today signing an executive order that any male age 25 and under, it would be illegal for them to own any gun, including a BB gun. And I want to change that. White male. I don't see any black kids walking into an elementary school or Asian kids or Mexican kids. There are white kids under the age of 25. This evil individual, that was a school that had grades two through five. Yeah, yeah, but Mike, uh, black folks just kill each other, like the shooting of that baby in downtown on Sunday. I have no answer for that. Yeah. But I'm telling you, it, there's something wrong when a parent or grandparent or school bus driver drops off an elementary school kid at school and they don't come home. And every time I see these stories, you and I spoke two weeks ago, and I talked about the death penalty. Well, guess what? This evil person's dead. There is no recourse for these families, ever. What about the kids that were in that class that survived and had to witness that? I I think you're exactly right. I I can't argue with the words that you said, Mike. Uh, But now I have to get to news headlines at the bottom of the hour with Melinda Rota. From the Aetna Medicare Advantage Studios. News, weather, and traffic station. News Radio, KDKA. It's 86 degrees at 2.30. I'm Melinda Roeder. Funerals start today for victims of the mass school shooting in Uvalde, Texas. Many believe that police botched the response to the shooting that left 21 people, including 19 children, dead. Jeff James, a former Secret Service agent, is the current chief of police for Robert Morris University. There was 19 officers standing in that hallway for almost an hour and really not taking any action at all. That, to me, is such a glaring 
error. When you know people are injured, when you know people are continuing to be assaulted, there needs to be an immediate response. He tells the news radio KDKA Morning Show that the officers gathered together at the scene should have been redeployed to secure other areas of the school.